Welcome to the Geek Together Podcast. My reign has just begun. I can't blame him for trying. I mean, everybody wants to be Batman. Where we'll discuss Comic-Con, collectibles, pop culture, all hot trash releases, and more. Prepare to launch. Hey everybody, welcome to Geek Together. Uh, this week's episode, we're going to discuss our journeys from when we started collecting and where we are now and everything in between and you know where, where our sickness has grown or our enjoyment is. I don't know, depending on who you ask, that's how they would judge it. You know. Um, but first, it's your host Damien and with me as always... Christina, Robbie, Josh, and Clint. All right, guys. So I had this idea. I was thinking about this the other day that my collecting has changed a whole lot. I was just looking at my desk when I was sitting at work one day going, man, you know, I remember when the majority of the things behind me would have been like all Funko, bottom of top. Or before that would have been football cards or whatever. Like I was always in a lane and I kind of stayed in it. And now um, I would say over the last two years, my collecting habits have really changed. I branched out, not just tiny ghosts, but also uh, abominable toys and just frantic quicks. I mean, I was looking at my quick shelf the other day, like it started, I had like two pieces and now it's like shoved full, <laughs> you know, it doesn't help that they release something every week, but and then just little minis, like mountains with snow on them, vinyls, uh, little rambled resin three-inch pieces, resin ramble full pieces, uh, sideshow toys pieces. You, you get you get my point. It's just yeah. all over now. Like I look like a toy store, but you know, <laughs> be pretty cool actually. Um, so what I want to do is kind of talk because all of us have had a similar journey where our collections have grown. We've gotten to different things. We've met new people. We've been exposed to different stuff. And things that were once important to us are not as important. And now our new acquisition targets are different. Like what what our grail, what a definition of our grail would be has probably changed. So kind of want to just go around the room and have everybody tell their story. And we'll see where it goes. I mean, I think it's fun to hear about this stuff. And and we'll kind of, we'll, we'll save the future for after that. So we'll tell our story of where we got so far. And then from there, we can go and we'll talk about like, okay, well now what do we see next? Like, what do you care the most about your collection? Like, where do you see it going more um, after the fact? So we'll save the punchline to the end. So Josh, we'll start okay. with you. Let you kind of start off your, let you tell Ooh. your story. All right. Well, so collecting for me uh, wasn't, it didn't, didn't initially start with, I mean, I guess when I was a kid, toys, but uh, as far as like started collecting, collecting would kind of go back to, to maybe I was like late high school. Uh, I was starting to collect like tennis shoes. So through shoes, I would buy Jordans and everything like that. Whatever money I would make uh, for a while. So it was not like one all the time. Uh, but I bring this up to the point because because of that, it exposed me to some designer art. So like Kid Robot, uh, that's what it got exposed me to that. So uh, when when I saw that, I was like, oh, I like these little toys because back then, because they don't do them anymore, is they have their mascot, which is the kid robot. So I was like, oh, I like those. So I was like, I'll, I'll try to collect those as much as I can because usually they were like in mystery minis or they'll have maybe like an eight-inch uh, vinyl figure. And so uh, when I was working over the summers, I was like, okay, maybe I'll buy like one or two just because they're designer figures. They cost so much. So um, so uh, once I graduated, I, moved, I went to, to school in Denver and uh, there in Boulder, 
Kid Robot had a, a flagship store. So I would go there ever so often uh, on the weekends and just buy a couple of figures here and there. And the next thing I knew, I was collecting. I ended up seeing all, I'm actually collecting these now. So I was like, oh, so now I have, uh, I would collect a bunch of the minis. And then uh, whenever we go on vacation, either we went to San Francisco one time or LA, there was a couple of flagships in, in New York. Uh, they had uh, just like how Funko has their like their special store exclusives. Uh, they had exclusive uh, kid robots, the 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 mascot for whatever city it was. So like New York, it was a Statue of Liberty. Uh, I think Miami was uh, a tan guy with a, a visor. Uh, like the Colorado one was like a, a lumberjack or something like that. So there was a bunch of these. So I started collecting them. I was like, oh. Okay, so I say roughly around maybe for a couple of years, I was collecting Kid Robot for a long period of time. Um, and then I guess there was a point in time where I just kind of took a break from just collecting stuff. I was like, oh, uh, I, I not really don't have a job, so I really can't buy as much stuff as I used to because I was just focusing on school. So when I started actually working uh, towards the end of college, I uh, started getting into Funko. Uh, and Funko was an interesting thing is because my 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 youngest niece she would watch youtube videos all the time and it, it's funny because she would always talk about some kind of toy she was looking at she says oh like back then she was probably like two and so you can really understand she say fuck oh i was like what what do you say i was like i saw their parents like hey wait a minute you might want to watch what your, your daughter's watching because she's saying something i don't know what she's saying oh she says no it's just it's this company called funko it's like oh, okay. So I looked at it. I said, "Oh man, why would anybody want to collect those? Like, they, have little, they have little beady eyes. I don't, I don't understand it." Womp, womp. So, <laughs> so, I, so I went. Well, I went to work one day. One of my when my friends there, he was showing me. He's like, "Hey, look what I, I got. I got these these little uh, pops." I was like, "Oh, those are cool." He says, "Oh, I got one from because uh, Fallout's my favorite game." He says, "I got this Fallout one." I said, "Oh, oh man, now you're suckered those are, in." Those are pretty cool. I think I need to check those out. Said so. I checked, started checking them out. I was like, oh man, the next thing you know, I just buy one, two, and then uh, uh, we started getting Think Geek. Think Geek had a grand opening, so they're like the things were on sale. I was like, okay, I'll buy a couple of more, then I'll buy a couple of more. Then, you know, lo and behold, to date, I mean, that's become one of my biggest things collecting. Uh, so then moving from Funko, I went into uh, to Fig Pin. So Fig Pin, I mean, obviously, that's something current. But then through going to cons and everything like that uh, and, and friends, you know, I, I kind of attribute the next step of collecting to being influenced by like Damien and uh, our friend Johnny who exposed me to other designer figures. And I'm like, oh, what I used to see before, I was like, man, I would not pay that much for those figures. That's that's mm -hmm. just that's that's crazy. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, having having friends or knowing people in different, that have different shops, you want to support them. So I was like, okay, like with Johnny, I said, oh, okay, I'll buy a couple of designer stuff here and there just to kind of, you know, support y'all. And then lo and behold, I started getting into to text, getting into uh, super plastic for me was huge because uh, what's his name? Paul uh, Budnitz. He was the creator of uh, Kid Robot. I was like, oh, that's cool. I love Kid Robot. So now it's kind of full circle. Uh, start collecting uh super plastic 
and more so because of Kid Robot, they quit. I guess they did away with their mascots. So now with uh, Super Plastic, they kind of push the mascots a lot now. So uh, I, that's what I enjoy most with uh, with those. Uh, so I guess you could say everything went went shoes, Kid Robot, Funko, Fig Pen, uh, Super Plastic, Tex, now Ramble, and I mean all all the list of our friends. Uh, just supporting them now. Yep. It's expensive, all the friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a small, I, I spent a small fortune in Twitch subscriptions too. <laughs> <laughs> <Many> more, yes. <laughs> but it's, it's like fine. Tired, I enjoy it. tired of my cable bill. No, I, I do enjoy it. I yeah. don't regret it at all. I, I, <laughs> Not it's at just all. a fact. It's just, that's all. It's a fact. <laughs> yeah. It's very but true. It's cool. It's a cool story. All right. We'll come back to you when we figure out what your goals are next. So Robbie. Um, so in all honesty, I didn't really collect anything heavily until Funko. With that said, you know, I growing up I had baseball cards, but I think that was more of a I did that with my dad kind of thing. It wasn't really a hardcore thing. Um, I so did like as a hobby, but not as a collecting. It's not hobby. like you were lining like up at stores yeah. to get breaker packs and stuff Correct. like that. It was like you'd casually go buy some cards here and there, and then yep, you get exactly. what um, Pokemon. There was a there was a big big difference between just buying things here and there, than like needing to know what to know what to get. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, and, and how to get it. Yeah, yeah. And Pokemon cards were the same way. Mm-hmm. No, my parents would buy them for us. We'd have some. Um, ironically, though, in regards to Pokemon, I had first edition, the whole complete set, one through one fifty one. I had every single card, um, even the hologram cards. Yep, every single wow. one. Wow! And I probably would have kept going, but my cousin stole them. Oh! And when that happened, it just kind of—I just lost. Like I don't really care. It's yeah, your progression's gone. You're not going to redo it all. Yeah. Yep. So I did have that. You could say I collected those. Um, but growing up, there's a guy in my neighborhood who he became my um, young men's leader for a short period of time. And when he was my leader, we'd go over to his house and we got right before he moved, he showed us his toy collection. He had all vintage Star Wars. And the blasters, blister blasters, whatever, still. And I remember him telling me, because I asked him, like, why did you never take these out? Why why are these all in the package still? And, you know, the answer he gave me was, it, like, I never intend to get rid of these. But if something comes along in my life and I need to, that's going to be worth a lot of money for me. It's like, that will take care of me if need be. So that takes me to, you know, to me getting married, still not collecting anything. But me and Lauren, we went to Salt Lake at the time, Comic-Con, the second one. Never been to a con before that one. And I'm walking around the show floor, and every booth, I kid you not, like, has these little figures with big-ass heads and baby <laughs> guys. And I don't recall it. I've, I've t- told this story before. I look at my like, what in the hell are these, and why are they all over the show floor? This is just stupid. And she didn't tell me, but she had pre-ordered a Groot. That's when Guardians of the Galaxy was coming out. She pre-ordered the baby Groot in the pot, and she didn't tell me. 
you know, a month or so later, it shows up at the house, and I'm like, what the hell? I open it up, and I'm like, oh, hell no, really? You bought one of these stupid things? And she's like, yeah, he's cute. It's Baby Groot. <laughs> and, you know, maybe he's like, well, if you're going to have Baby Groot, you got to have Rocket. So I went and bought Rocket, and that's kind of the story of how I got into Funko. You just... Down you the rabbit the hole. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to use that against her because now she's kind of I mean she still likes Funko buys it but she's not doesn't like it like I do and I like that when she gets a little feisty with me about everything I buy is like hey you started this I didn't <laughs> <laughs> so I like to throw that at her um but you know that's progressed I'm going to the cons everybody knows the story of how I met Damien and how this whole thing started between us um but designer con um, actually, the the second year of going to Salt Lake Comic Con is the first time I ran into um, Paul and Pop Life. You know, got to know him. I mean, they got to know me because I went to that line so many times. And they're like, oh, look, it's these guys again. Like, how many are you going to buy this time? But they got to know <laughs> us. And um, then we started to help them out. And that's progressed to working with Toy Tokyo and what that did is being around those guys is because Funko isn't their, isn't their bread and butter there. I mean, these guys are involved in all sorts of different, you know, toys. Um, some designer, some not designer, but it exposes you to these things. And it made me expand out further at Funko. Um, Tiny Ghost was also in there. I mean, they're not, Tiny Ghost isn't part of them, but... Um, Christina actually got me into Tiny Ghost. <laughs> yeah, um, that one was my fault. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't regret it. <laughs> That's become the, you know, right next to Funko, the thing I, I love most, um, BIM toy stuff. But it's progressed to, and I, I try not to, but I have Cryptozoic stuff. I have Quick stuff. I have, um. Jason Freeney, XX Ray stuff. I mean, it's just like I have so many different things now. Um, all because of the gateway drug that is Funko. <laughs> I mean, it really does get you into all these other things. And it's not even, you may not encounter it, but the people I've met through Funko, they introduced me to so many different things. And that's also another way to get <laughs> sucked into a hole is um, your friends. It's like, hey, check this out. Hey, check this out. And it, I, I don't regret regret any of it. I mean, now, you know, as Josh said, you know, you have Vancer toys. Um, Christina's, you know, deathly cute toys. Um, barely. I mean, it's so many things. And, you know, at first, you know, it's a matter of it's like supporting your friends. But then you grow attached to them. And I really enjoy every single, every single thing I buy. I don't regret buying anything I've ever mm-hmm. bought. I mean... I do have a lot, I will say that, and I do look at it sometimes, and I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to do with all this? I mean, I don't know where to put it at this point, and I want to display it all. <laughs> you can't display right. it all. <laughs> Even if you have a a room full of shelving, I don't think I could display everything I have and give it the proper you know, justice it needs to be on a shelf for people to see. So I hope... Maybe we day- should all like start our own little museum. Just put all of our collections in one spot. 
Yeah. <laughs> Charge admission. Or, or maybe we should start our, our own shop. Yeah, well, this this can too. come back to that uh, that challenge. No, then we'll interview. just buy more stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but we can we can supplement that as we talked about in that chalice interview with having people come and take pictures with our with our stuff and saying it's there ah, for their Instagram yeah. posts. Yeah. You know what we should do. You know what we should do. We have so many friends that have too much stuff to display, and they feel bad about it. Like that's a common thing. Well, I'll, we should do like collection shelf of the month. Like, hey, here's the theme this hey. month. Set up the shelfie. Oh, yes. Go through your stuff. Like your Christmas. Like some people decorate for the holidays. Like some people have mm-hmm. the Christmas bins, the Halloween bins, the Easter bins, the brown bins for the rest of the year. Whatever. Well, your mom, brown season, right? Yeah. Uh, fall. Oh. Like, you know, <laughs> like your mom, she has all Is these. That like all your poop stuff? Is that <laughs> no, no, no. Like her mom decorates <laughs> no, the whole mom. house all the time. I thought and you were so, talking about collectors, but yes, no, no, she but has I'm just like, saying, like seasonal they, decorations. Yeah, yes. seasonal decorations, right? You put it up in storage, and then you take it out, and it's like, oh, it's Christmas time. Time to throw up all over the house with peppermint and shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Blech. But what throw if up. we did like, okay, anime theme, or skeleton theme, or okay. Halloween? Fine. You know, the point is, like, come up with a display that matches that. Use your shelves. Curate your, like a museum. Museums have tons of stuff in storage and they bring out and rotate displays. Yep. It's true. That's yeah. what we should do. All right. Anyway, pin that for later. Talk about that later. <laughs> You're here uh, first, though. Sorry. I like um, it. That's a good idea. But I mean, it takes you to a point of, I mean, these shelves that are closets you see behind me, you think there's clothes and stuff in there. <laughs> oh, no. I know it's in there. I know exactly what's in the closet behind me. If I open it up too fast, everything might fall on me. Yep, and, and, you know, and I, and I love it all. I mean, I came back around to baseball cards for a little bit. I mean, I have comics and graded comics. I mean, it's just so much stuff. Yeah. And I, like I, said, I, I love it all. I just don't know what I'm going to do with it all. Yeah. You know, and I can only hope that my kids <laughs> enjoy it as well, because otherwise <laughs> they're going to have a hell of a time getting rid of it when I'm long gone. Hopefully, you know, they can pay for that island that everyone's trying to get from their store exclusives they're selling right now. They're sitting on a gold mine, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, some of those pops later, I mean, as long as it keeps going the way it's going, it's just going to be worth more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. True. And so eventually. Potentially, like, yeah. And even Or they'll be worth it, nothing. Yeah. Or you or, get rid of the stuff that's <laughs> worth nothing. I mean, but the nice thing about fun. Into, uh, it could turn into vintage stuff, too. Yeah. I mean, it. It will. Yeah, I mean, and yours are all mint in box, in protectors, and all well taken care of in a non-smoker house. I mean, it's going to be yep. gold mine. Yep, for somebody, not you, but for somebody. <laughs> right, <laughs> no, definitely not me. But well, maybe it will be us. Maybe we'll be like at one point in time, be like, you know what? We've enjoyed our time together, but just like I sent my kids off to college to live themselves, I'm sending you off now, and I'm retiring. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I raised you well, and now you're going to bring me back something nice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bye, because Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I mean, that's the nice thing. right. Bye, Dwayne Wade. That's the nice thing about uh, Funko. I mean, that 108 silver Batman that we have, mm-hmm. it's Batman. It's not, I mean, everybody tries to draw the comparison to Beanie Babies all the time. No, it's no. popular pop culture. People yes, collect true. Batman no matter what. Yep. Yep. No matter what, they collect Batman. I, and I so that's play. where it's going to have lasting. Now, I don't think, you know, maybe if things go bad, let's say, let's say something goes wrong with Funko. Maybe the original characters won't be worth shit. Right. Yeah. And maybe nobody will care about that. Maybe nobody will care about Freddy. 
but they yeah. might because now it's advertising nostalgia. I mean, so they put themselves in a lane where it's like um, it's pretty well protected because of the type of product it is, and they have done a lot of limited stuff and whatever. So I don't feel bad holding on to things. Like I don't feel like first of all I don't care because I want it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then the secondly is like I don't feel bad holding on to things because I'm not I'm not worried about that cliff that's going to be like my football card collection from the nineties. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I didn't mind because I never intended to sell them anyway. And I still have every single Emmett Smith rookie card that's ever been created. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin and all the Dallas Cowboys and Deion Sanders and <laughs> Jim Kelly and Dan Marino. Yeah. All of the Walter So Payton. are you going next? I guess I'll go next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so similar similar to Robbie, I mean, I did start with, with sports cards and I learned at a very young age that when I collected something, I've never been one that can casually get things. You can casually give me things. But once I started buying something that was numbered or had a series or had an all of something, I wanted them all. I mean, I, this is when I was like a teenager. I was working at McDonald's. I was working at McDonald's. And I'd be going to the swap meets in Tucson, Arizona and buying sports cards every week, breaking open packs. And then I stopped by, and then I had to go buy singles to fill the collection out. And I got the rush over finding the chases, essentially, right? You go find like the autographs or the golds or the specials of your, the rookies or whatever. And you start, and I get Beckett, I remember getting Beckett magazine every single month and looking up, not that I sold anything, but looking up the value and being so proud of myself on some things, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I just bought a bunch. My brother collected uh, basketball. And, we, and I remember in, in uh, Greenwood Lake, New York, when I was probably, when I was older, I was 17 and 18. I was working with my, for my father. And this little card shop opened up. And we were there all the time. All the time. I still remember to this day what the, what the guy did, who's a huge influence on my collecting cards. I would go through the card packs. And any card pack I touched and decided not to buy, he would open up in front of me. The owner would just go, oh, you don't want that one? You picked that one? Okay, let's see what you would have had. Oh, man. Oh, it sucked. Oh, man. It sucked. <laughs> and I, would, I remember getting burned by that shit so much. So I learned. I'm like, no, I'm buying whatever I pay. I'm buying the whole damn box. You're not going to get anything out of this stuff. I'm not getting it. <laughs> so it worked. But anyway, I spent so much time there. It was like my hangout. Um, and then I, and I, and I bought like, um, I'd buy little, little toys. I, got, I go into different phases. I, I got into computers for a while. So I'd build computers and do this stuff. Um. But it always was something I was collecting, for the most part. I mean, I'd, I then I'd go through phases like it would always be something that would knock me off. I mean, similar to Robbie with um, his Pokemon cards. Like if an event happened, like I moved and I left them behind, or I if or honestly, even in collecting, if I miss a big amount that I'm not willing to go back after, it kind of dies for me. It's kind of like a moment that allows me to move on in my head. It's weird. It's it's just the way it is. Like I remember that with uh I mean it's like that with video games too. Like I'm uh, I'm like such a completionist like Assassin's Creed. It's crazy, but if I miss a game then I just don't worry about it. It's, it's funny. And so I got into Funko because of Christina actually. No, Christina's brother. Yes. Yes, Curtis got you a loot crate loot with the crate Batman Joker for Christmas. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's kind of neat. And I look on the back and I'm like, oh, there's thousands of them. That's, you know, <laughs> it wasn't thousands at the time, but I remember like, oh, but then still, even at that time, like Motu was still in the stores. Um, DC was still in the stores. 
So I was able to get them. And then Christina used to go to the Indianapolis Hot Topic and go buy the and, the. and the lady there knew about Funko Action. She's like, oh, we got this exclusive and you want it. And oh, yeah, sure. Like we were not hunters, if you will, at that time. But we just had one Hot Topic. And we and it was a fun. I don't know if you guys remember. It was like the fun 20 time. minutes away. It was a pain in the nuts to go to that Hot Topic. Yeah, but, I went a uh, lot for you. Do you remember? Pain in the nuts. <laughs> but do you remember? Um, this is probably like the heyday of Funko for you when it wasn't a job. Mm-hmm. When like anytime you went to Hot Topic or Barnes and Noble or anywhere that had Funko, there were things that you didn't have. Yep. That you needed. And you'd walk in there and be like, oh, sweet. And you'd grab like five or ten or whatever. You know, like it was like you got all kinds of new stuff all the time. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And so it, we did that together. We did it as a family. You know, my son Morgan got into it. Um, and then I really ramped up collecting Funko once I moved to Utah. Yep. Like I bought a bunch. I had a bunch, but it would still fit in one nice When closet. we still lived in Indiana, everything was out of box. Yeah, everything was. So, yeah. And so everything was out of box. But then I remember going through this phase where I was like, I kind of like the boxes. They look kind of nice. I'm like, should I? For a while, you wanted to cut off the side panels and use them as a back display. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how far it was. Like Robbie's cringing right now a little bit. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's a neat idea. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, because I like the art of it. It was. I wasn't thinking about inbox collecting like the perfection of the box. I was just thinking I liked the way it looked with it. Uh, And then. And then I remember that I was like, all right, screw it. We're going in box. And I started buying them all in box. Then I took a catalog of everything I had out of box. And I went back and bought it all. So I had the one, the rock, one, the stock thing going on there. Um, I met Robbie through collecting. We went to Emerald City Comic Con uh, together one year. That was a lot of fun. We learned a lot that year. That's, when we, that's actually the same year we also met uh, Quincy and Shane and those guys from Chalice. Yep. And then we kind of knew that's what we wanted to do. That was going to be our hobby. Like at that moment, I was like, I want to go to these things. These are so much fun. Meeting people, getting the toys, getting the exclusives, seeing all the other stuff. Then Solid Comic Con as well. We both worked for um, the Pop Life booth in Salt Lake City. Um, and they brought pops for the first few years. Yep. So it was perfect for us. And they were they bringing things from Asia like that you didn't have. So it was like this little bitty gold mine. In Salt Lake City, because they'd bring like old Star Wars. Like I remember years later, they had like Lando, Calrissian, and a lot of the a lot of the locals. You you would know who was at the Comic Con because they're all trying to flip the ones they got for ten dollars a piece <laughs> yep. at our booth, right? Yep. Like all Salt Lake was flooded with like Landos and old Leias and Blue Blocks Lukes and stuff like that, right? And like old NBA and and things like that. Um. Anyway, from there. We just started because we knew Pop Life. Uh, we went to San Diego. We didn't have tickets to San Diego, but we were able to work for Pop Life there too, Mind Style. And so for that point, we just started going. I think if that moment at Emerald City, we never missed a major con after that. Wow. We went to every single major con, every single Funko event. We went to Hollywood Grand Opening. We went to HQ Grand Opening. We went to Fright Nights. We went to... Making Fun. Making Fun premiere. Um, various, all the fun days at that point going forward. Funky we were hundo. All the Funko Hundo for the, the podcast recording. We went up for that. We did, it became a part of our life and, and then it became driven more by the people than the collecting. Mm-hmm. But along the same way, because I'm working for mind style and pop life and you, and you start working for Lev in New York and you know, you think what you want about toy Tokyo. He's a legend in the toy industry. Like, I don't care what you think about the guy. You know, if I don't care as a pop collector how you think about Toy Tokyo, the problem is they brought 
designer toys and shoe type tactics to your beloved Funko, and that's what you don't like. But that's just the business, right? And that's and that's the business that they run on. Um, but let me tell you what: you go look at their shop. Like I'm starting to see Cause. I'm starting to see Ron English. We got Propaganda. I got, you know, Hebrew Brand. We got just you name it. Like we're starting to see all kind of Rob Pryor, um, all this Sofubi, Black Seed, like tons of artists that I've never been exposed to before we're having in our shop. Now we as Funko, at first we're like not interested at all what we're sitting in front of. But then, you know, like at all, and we're like, whatever, where's the Funko? We got, oh, we got Funko over here, you know? (laughs) I remember that so well. Like Rob and I going, oh, they gave us this Ron English grinning Trump thing, (laughs) you know? Can we trade it for Funko? I like the grinning troopers was a really popular one. Yeah, the grinning troopers we yep. got, right? I mean, so we get all these things because we're working there. Like, I have a pretty decent Ron English collection <laughs> of stuff um, from working, and we work side by side with Ron English all the time. We set up the uh, offsite for San Diego. So, anyway, you start to see a lot more and the different type of collector that comes into the, these shops, right? Like, the Ron English pop up was not Funko collectors. No. Now, some of them happen to be in the Funko game, too. But, like, you start meeting those types of collectors and the things that they're doing, and you start getting intrigued, and they start introducing you. Oh, here's Quicks. Have you seen this before? Oh, look at these look at these shard dunnies at uh, DesignerCon. Oh, look at Medicom. Oh, look at this custom artist. Look at, you know, Punk Drunkers. Oh, you know, it's like you. there's so many little things you see out there. You know, um, Luke Chua, whatever. I mean, so I can keep going on and on, I'm sure. But... Then I started buying one piece here, one piece there. So a combination of that, like one piece here, one piece there. And then friends started designing toys. So Connor makes Abominable. We get into it. We obviously, Reese makes a Tiny Ghost. Christina gets into it. We love the community. We really, we're a big <laughs> part of that community and, and, and what goes on there and that collecting and, and working alongside with the BIM toy team quite often. We don't design the toys, of course, and we don't do anything with production, but we partner with them on the community side of things. Uh-huh. Um, Jason Rowe, we knew well before Barely, um, and then he's making Barely, and now look at him now, he's with Bimtoy. So all them you buy because it's like, I like the people behind it, and I want to support my friends. Not that they need my support at this point, they're all fine, but still, that means a lot to me. So it means more to me to have their pieces in my collection, and I try still. And sometimes I get them, sometimes I don't. Um, but I try. And so that's sort of my, and see, even with Funko, I remember going from a person who's like, I never paid more than $15 a pop <laughs> to like, oh, but if I'm not, I'm never going to have that piece if I have that mindset and I really want it. Yep. <laughs> and so I remember then that's when I started buying the, you know, Rob and I, or Robbie and I were buying the bigger pieces, bigger item pieces. Then we're going out then we're like, well, we love Funko so much. So we're getting into Freddy's. And then we're buying protos over characters because that's the next level. Once you get, mm-hmm. you know, you get to the point where you've collected everything. Like I got all of DC, and I'm like, well, what else can I buy? Because for me, I don't know, you guys might be different, but it's I always like to have a goal. Collect W's. <laughs> yeah, I like to collect W's. There you go. I like to have a goal acquisition. Like I like to have that thing I'm working toward, um, whether it be trading or just time or watching or. Whatever, and so the, you know that's that's sort of my journey through collecting, and and I, and I still stick to this classic. Like, while I like designer toys, I love Motu and I love DC, and so I'm gonna buy everything from the high end designer toy to 
Mattel minifigures that are Masters of the Universe that are worthless, you know, pretty much. So um, I just like the stuff that I like, and that's sort of what's driven me now. That's why you'll see behind me, like, the certain quicks I have, and a Burger Godzilla and a Fat Ron English Ronald McDonald grinning figure, and you know what I mean? This random stuff that I have that just is cool. So that's my that's my makes story. sense. All right, Clint. All right, well, um, kind of similar to everybody else. I started young. Uh, I think my first kind of collectible would be basketball cards. Um, that turned into X Men and DC cards, so comic book cards. Um, and then that kind of turned into. <laughs> Um, McDonald's toys and and Happy Meal toys and collecting all those. I still have a huge huge uh, stash of uh, like the Beanie Babies, the complete sets that came with that, and uh, Power Ranger stuff and things like that. That you know, I it, it, like you like you kind of mentioned. It's it's it, you wanted to be complete, so you had to start and figure it out and plan it out. And that's I guess when my collecting started. Um, and that went kind of I guess through high school. I remember the last thing I think I really went for. Um episode one of star Wars, the Phantom Menace came out while I was working at pizza hut and they had this, um, three set deal thing with KFC and Taco Bell. Cause they were all owned by PepsiCo at the time and they each sold different parts. So we had to go to each one to get all of them and everything else. And we did, we got all the cups and all the cup toppers and everything else. And I, I have no idea what it's worth now. I still have them all, but they're there anyway. Um, then college kind of happened, I, I guess, to go along with that. Well, I'll get to there. I'll talk about that in a minute. College happened, kind of fell out of collecting, you know, was busy, kind of like all you guys working, working or school or, you know, girls, whatever the case was. <laughs> and uh, I kind of just stopped with collecting for a little while. Um, then Nintendo released their Amiibo and I saw those and I immediately said to myself, nope, not going to get them. I'm good. Then my birthday came around and my brother got me too. And I was pissed. That was it. <laughs> I was like, you <laughs> motherfucker. Now I got to get all these. <laughs> I did buy some Amiibo and I forgot on my story, Skylanders. I bought. Oh, uh, sure. sure. Oh, my goodness. Well, the kids my... needed to have them all. Oh, yeah. Well, Skylanders or Disney Infinity, all those like pay, play to play, whatever they were called, toys mm-hmm. um, were very yeah. popular for the early early 2010s or whatever. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what got me going. And eventually, I was able to complete my set there um, to the extent that it was available at the time. I, now, I've released some since, and I haven't gotten them all, but I'm still trying to stay with that. But in doing that, you know, when you're looking for these avenues to find places besides eBay or, um, you know, just rant or Craigslist, I even bought some off of there, believe it or not. I came across this website called Vidfall. And the way Vidfall worked, it's no longer there, so I don't even bother trying, but uh, what they did, and this was a really interesting concept, and I wish they'd revisit it, is they would play videos or do streamers or something. And while they were doing that, um, they would be selling something, and the price would drop the longer it's on there and the more viewers they had. And anyway, the reason I bring that up is they did Amiibo, I think, Thursday night, and they did, you know, and once I caught up, they did Funko Pops on Wednesday nights. And I was like, all right, well, let's see what this is all about. Well, uh, that's where I learned about Funko. Um, you know, that's where I bought my first set of Bob's Burgers pops um, and my first pop ever, which was Peyton Manning, appropriate. And uh, I just kind of, you know, ballooned from there. I learned about like the collector core boxes. So I wanted to get all those and learned about, you know, so many things. I was late compared to these guys all for the Funko game. So uh, it was a lot of catching up for me. But eventually we got there. And then um, like everybody else, you know, kind of got to a point when you're like, okay, well, 
I'm in. And because of that, I've met so many other people and meeting those other people, you meet, you see other things you want to collect. So um, I know, you know, we mentioned Ramble and Vancer Toys multiple times that falls in there. Uh, Ribbit is one that I caught my eye that I, you know, would have never thought of even exposure to without everyone else here. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of just uh, gone from there. It's more, it's a lot of supporting people. That's why you see tiny ghosts behind me. Cause I do love what Reese does. And I, I love, and I love the guys that run BIM toy. Cause they, they're just fun <laughs> basically. <laughs> but, um, I'm also, I'm also a hoarder. I, I, and, uh, I don't know if you can see, I still, I, I don't have any VHS. I got rid of most of that, but I've kept every <laughs> DVD, every CD, every Blu-ray, you know, I like having physical video games. I do not buy digital. So I'm even collecting that kind of stuff. There you go. And that's where I'm at. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, no, so very similar. I think we're all similar personality types. And uh, so, Christina. Yes. You're a little different, though, because I know you're. I'm a little different. I, uh, when I was younger, I didn't really collect anything hardcore. I, I would collect in spurts, and it would be things like stickers or pogs. <laughs> But they were short-lived, and then I moved Cogs. on. But I've always had a bit of a hoarder mentality um, because of from a creative aspect. I would have containers and just odds and ends that I would be like, I'm going to squirrel this away because I could make something out of it. I had absolutely no idea what I was going to make, but I could make something out of it. So I'd have drawers and buckets and bins and all sorts of whatever filled with just stuff like Ariel from <laughs> yes exactly like Ariel so um, many forks or ding and, yeah, ding yeah exactly <laughs> um, but so as an adult um the only thing that I mean, Damien started collecting Funko I really was not interested at all I mean I thought they were cute and I had no problem with him collecting them um, but for me, it was Doctor Who. So I started watching Doctor Who not like a long time ago, or even when, not even when it relaunched in 2005, um, years afterwards. But I fell in love with the show. So then I started collecting things like sonic screwdrivers and then little Lego minifigures and just random Doctor Who things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then um, as soon as Funko announced uh, they were making Doctor Who Pops, that's what sold me there. Um, and then I never really looked back. Now, I collect a little bit more refined selection of things from Funko uh, compared to Damien. I do mostly Doctor Who, which they don't really do so much anymore of, and Nightmare Before Christmas. Those are my which two. Which they do plenty of. They do right. plenty of that. Um, and I really loved the um, rock candy. Unfortunately, mm. they haven't done a whole lot of those lately either. But I loved the more detailed uh, feminine poses. And 99% of them are, you know, strong, powerful women. I think it's mm -hmm. it's kind of cool. It's a new, it's different than what a lot of people do. Um, and from Funko, yeah, we were at one... Emerald City one year, and I saw the tiny ghosts and fell in love with those, and then made everybody else buy them. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Uh, after that, it was we supported Connor and uh, Jason earlier on with uh, with Barely and mm. Abominable. 
<laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> and then from there, it's sort of been a slow progression away from um, away from things like Funko, which I still love, and I still love the community, and I uh -huh. still buy things as they come up that I that I like. Sure. Um, but it's turned more to one-offs of stuff. So yeah, Christina's definitely not a completionist. Like she doesn't need to have all of them. Not not generally. Not at all. Unless it's Doctor Who, but that's different. But even then, there's so many things of Doctor Who that I don't have. And I could not, go not in Funko. No, not in Funko. But that's not a huge collection. So right, I, right. it's pretty easy to be complete on that. Right. Um, but yeah, so I moved into things like Bodhi from which is a ball jointed doll from uh Isabel. Um, you buy outfits for Bodie. I buy well. outfits for Bodie. <laughs> why not? I have fun with Peyton with that. So yes. don't judge me. Peyton loves <laughs> and what else? And now I, I again, I've turned more to uh, the designer toys. I tend to have a little bit of a creepy, cute aspect, uh, aesthetic that I like, and I get drawn to skeletons and spooky ghosts and the witch things and just just one-off stuff and if, if i don't have them all i don't have them all yeah. yeah that's that's sort of my my progression yeah she's definitely a lot more reasonable as a matter of fact she's probably a completionist only because of me more than anything <laughs> on different some, with some things yes like harry potter used, for a while yeah yeah i used to have a lot of harry potter i was complete up until they started doing like the yule ball ones mm. and then they they just there was too many of the same characters in varying outfits. And I just, and I love Harry Potter. It's one of my things, but I, I value space a little bit more than having all of the Harry Potters. There's definitely too much of a good thing mentality. Sometimes. Sometimes. Batman. Yeah. Batman's fine. And the flash <laughs> and flash and Skeletor. But the funny thing is, it's not like, I would rather get rid of stuff that I'm not a hundred percent totally in love with. So that Damien can have, stuff that he's not 100% totally in love with. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not true. I don't I can't think of anything like any sets in my collection that I'm not 100% in love with. What are you talking about? Fair enough. I'm just saying. I got rid of all I, the Marvel stuff. I know. Yes, you had Star Wars for a while and uh, that one. I, I, mean, I went nuts, man. I had everything. I think we've all gone down that rabbit hole of getting like, everything. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> where, but where, it's where, another where one of those things. Marvel and Star Wars are complex uh, collections in their own if they you are. Yeah. Um, as and Motu started out as a small one. I was like, "Oh, this is a small one," but now it just keeps growing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, but I it's mean, still not like Batman or. No, and to be fair, I'm not really. I'm not, actually, I'm not a completionist of Batman anymore. I'm not. Like I'm not like normally I would be one with the new Batman chase from Hot Topic already. I don't have it. I'm not looking for it. You'll if it, it fell across my lap, I would do it. I would appreciate it. I'd like it, but I'm not, it's weird. My mentality, I could tell that I'm looking at new relationships. How about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's one way, like it's one way of putting it. Like I could tell that there's other things. It's complicated. That, it's complicated. That's a sign that I'm, that right there is a sign that I'm like, not as committed as I once was because normally I've been like, Oh shit, I got it. When's hot topic opening? When's hot topic getting them? I'll get in line. Who's going to be there looking in the grooves, trying to find it, you know, really trying to posture. And I, I didn't, I just didn't. Now I don't, yeah, I know I have a lot of, uh, 
Secret Santa is a different exchange like that. If I got, I appreciate it. I would love it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like it. It's not me <laughs> is that a hint? Not. No, it's not a hint. I'm just saying, like, I don't want anybody to think it's like I don't care about that anymore. It's just that I could tell it's different to me in my acquisition. Like, yeah, I get I'm that. one. I'm one that it's not that I needed it at cost either. I would have just gotten it. Robbie knows what I mean. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, I got it. I have to have it. Done deal. I didn't even order it when it was up on Hot Topic. Like a black for a chance. Thing. Yeah, like black, exactly. Well, black Lightning was different. It'll come into my hold eventually. Black Lightning was more important to me because I was WV WB TV, where this bat was random. Batman was CW CW CW. Sorry, whatever. So here's my point. You're aging yourself. I'm aging myself now. Um. So anyway, like I said, what I want to talk about now is where's the future? You think for you? Like, what do you think? is going to be your, like right now, what's the most important part of your collecting and what part of your collecting you see growing and what part of your collecting do you see shrinking? Which order are you going in? I'm going to start with you. Back to front? No, back to front. (laughs) Oh, why? God, geez, grow up. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Sorry. For me personally... I'll always collect Doctor Who. I'll always look for, you know, NBC stuff. Um, but for the most part, I think um, I'll continue to to support new things and find new, like, de- like one-off desir- designer toys that I, that just whatever catches my eye. Um, I think that's sort of where I'm at. Things you, that inspire me. getting rid of stuff? Um, well, yeah, we have, we have stuff that I haven't gotten to go through that I'll probably let go of. A lot of my Disney collection and a bunch of Harry Potter and, and stuff like that. Like I'll, I'll keep some of the Disney stuff for Peyton, but I'm not really attached to most of it. I think the only Disney Funko items that I really want to keep are the, um, Robin Hood set. I really like that one. Other than NBC. I know that's Disney, but Yeah, but it's separate. I yeah. think it's separate. I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right. We'll bounce around a little bit. All right, Josh, how about you? Oh, kind of kind of going around what Christine was sharing. This is kind of collecting still my core things that I like, you know, like Stranger Things, anything pretty much Thanos as possible, even though there's a huge line of different things. Uh but uh, you know, going into new you know, designer figures, if possible, that I find attractive. But the probably the one that I'll probably you know continue to stay pretty faithful to is probably super plastic. You know, even probably working on maybe going back and finding some uh, figures that I don't have. You should look you know, at my at my garage. <laughs> so you maybe you do have maybe you have the red eye, blue eye, and the glow in the dark one eye. I, I do. Oh, so we'll probably talk <laughs> later. Because I bought I got I, I bought the high. I bought the same Kickstarter. I'm just gonna go shop at Damien's garage. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a business name, Damien's yeah, garage. It's a good place to those. shop. I have all those plus the other guy. The uh, I forget what his character that character oh, name. You have oh. all those. Oh man, I need all those too. Yep. So pretty much, uh, my future is giving Damien all my money, and he's gonna give me. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Uh, I think the biggest thing is always finding something new and to kind of find it because it's fun. It's, you know, uh, not, not that I don't like Funko. I love it, 
but you know just kind of through this whole uh you know this new way of that, that they're going is not things that have been as as produced as possible is that it opens up my eyes or gives me the opportunity to kind of venture off and see other things that maybe i was closed off to mm-hmm. so uh you know just but like i said though just anything new that comes up that it has you know a cool figure you know like like a dahlia and then cuddle monster getting caught up in those two so i'm excited uh for everything that christine is doing and then what everything that uh, kelly's gonna be doing in the future as well so um but no i mean it helps to you know i i've told you before so that's what i liked about this podcast it exposed me to all these different you know designers and companies so uh you know it seems like every new uh guest we have it's something like oh gotta add that to the list yeah now. i can't i don't <laughs> even know how much money clutter is gonna cost me <laughs> yeah. every guest every guest i get is like the most expensive hobby ever like oh we're gonna have a podcast here we get in no it's just gonna cost me money exactly <laughs> every time i have somebody on but yeah, that's it for me right there. All right, Clint. So I'm a little, uh, I'm a little torn. I guess maybe that's the way to say it. Um, I, 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 there's a couple things I want to do. So I do want to, not that I don't like it, but I just can't. I don't have space. I want to whittle down my Funko intake, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to minimize how much more I buy, you know, with the sets I still buy like X-Men or with uh, Rick and Morty or South Park or whatever, you know, those I still want to get, but that's it. I don't want to buy anything else. And like the, the anchor man guys from San Diego comic-con, I wanted to resist so bad and I couldn't, so I got to work on it, but um, <laughs> yeah, I hear that's that. my, that's, that's, that's my plan. And instead it's not that I'm not spending that money. I do want to put it towards other things. And, and Josh is 100% right. Being on the part of this podcast, even if we didn't have the guests we do, which I really appreciate that we do, you still learn a lot of things coming out between Robbie's sack and just between what else is going on that you, you really you know, breathe in a lot of that. And there's so much out there, um, especially when you get to know these people. Like, you know, getting to know Reese has been just a, a blast. And I, I mean, I understand where he's coming from with a lot of it. I like his stuff and I want to keep buying Tiny Ghosts, you know, as much as I can. Um, yeah. But again, space is an issue, but I definitely want to support him. Uh, same thing with, like the Vancer guys. So it's more shifting to just other things that might be a little more pricey, but aren't as readily available or as abundant, if you will. Right. Yep. So yeah. that's, that's where I think I'm going. The other part I want to do is uh, as my daughter gets older, she's three now. I hope I can do something with her. And I know we've started with Dorbs. We have, you know, every month she's been alive, she gets a new one of a strong female character. It doesn't have to be a good guy or bad guy, just a good one. But that will run out at some point. So I'm hoping that there's something it's we Funko's can do. Fault. They could make more dorbs. They, they absolutely. Them. They not only could they, they should make more dorbs. Dorbs it up. Do, does she yeah. have any of the um the other the other ones I mentioned? Now why can't I think? Candy. Yeah, the, the rock, rock candy. candy. No, she doesn't. That might be something worth pursuing. Because yeah, I, I agree yeah, with I you. Know. I think that was a cool line too. Um, especially and I they, really like the female empowerment portion of it. Yep. I really like the uh, the superhero girls ones. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. If you've ever seen that that cartoon, it's, mm-hmm. it's they're good. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I'd like to do something with her. Um, we'll see where she goes and what she wants. But that's something I think would be a lot of fun to do. I'm hoping, uh, you know, she's had she's had numerous gifts. Thank you to everyone who's ever sent something to her. Everything from Paka Paka to Dorbs to Pops to sodas. Like she's got a, a very expansive Funko collection, actually, for you not know, actually <laughs> wanting any of it that she knows of. But um, 
Yeah, I think that's something I would like to do is just expand my my interest with her and share it with her in some capacity. I'm not sure what that is yet, but that's good. I have that same thing with my my son Morgan. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, hearing you talk about that made me think that'd be nice. I mean, not that I wouldn't do it with any other kids. They're just not into it. Dylan sort right. of is, but he loses attention really quickly. Other than Morgan, man, he sticks with it. So I, I totally understand that. Yeah. Right, I'll go. I'll go next, uh, and then we can we can finish it off with Robbie. So for me, I'm I'm gonna be honest on the Funko side. That's really cooling down for me. I haven't been really excited about things. If they're really easy, I'm getting them. But I am I have multiple times I didn't even know a launch was happening. I didn't even bother to buy it, and then I didn't care that I missed it. And so that tells me I'm moving off. And I I'm gonna be very straightforward. It's not. Look, I know I have a lot of Funko fanatic friends, and I am too. But and it's not Funko's fault. I got into Funko before I knew people at Funko, before I had the relationships I did. And I went crazy for it. And I love the product. But over time, I think what's happened is that Funko and the collection of Funko was tied to the events and the cons and the people at Funko. That makes sense. And around mm-hmm. Funko. And that was my emotional attachment to what made it fun. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not Funko's fault necessarily that they've changed or they have, but the people that I connected with are gone. I mean, Reese yeah. is still there, but I got another way of doing that, right? I, right, I have that yeah. connection, but I have other avenues, um, which I think are more personal to him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure right. he cares about You know what I'm saying? So for me, that really changed my outlook on my enthusiasm with Funko. I really did. Like I, Even though Sully was doing it, I, afterwards I wasn't really enthused to do anything with any other social media things, you know, I was kind of half-hearted going to the fun TV. I was, I could tell the change for me mm-hmm. and I didn't understand what changed for me. Cause I love the products though. I'm not getting rid of them. So it's right. not like I'm thinking like, Oh, I found these new designer toys and I'm elitist. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Be very clear about that. Cause I think, I, I think they're great. And I think there are a lot of the reason why I've met so many wonderful people. And the number one reason why I'm into what I'm into now. For, just for me, the, for me, the easiest reason it's been so the reason it's been so easy to depart a little bit from Funko is just because they stopped making the majority of the things that I really like to collect. That's to true. be quite honest, they, like, they for, haven't done that to me. I, they make fun no, of. they keep making lots of Motu for you. But like yeah. we saw a leak list for NYCC, which we won't go over. <laughs> but I I saw it and I looked. I'm like, not one thing interests me. And and SDCC, there was the one soda that I got just because it was NBC. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm. but that was right. it. Absolutely right. no interest in anything else. Makes it really easy not to focus on collecting content. Yeah. And I, I wonder I wonder with that though, if that and this is a whole topic for another discussion, if that's a sign of the times and just a temporary thing versus a direction they're going in further. Oh who oh you mean for them with, co- with COVID and oh, yeah, who knows? production yeah, who runs. Knows? And yeah. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Speculating. I mean, again, like, like I said, like I just pre-ordered the W the justice league Looney Tunes set, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was easy. Right. <laughs> you know, but if it would have been like, yeah. And we're still waiting on our Paka Pacas too. The <laughs> hollow. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm excited one. about those ones. They're yeah, cute. Right. So anyway, Those that's why I was Funko. And so now <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I like, but anyway, that said, I find myself definitely going more like what Josh was saying, which I'm more excited. Like I'm more excited about the possibility of the right kind of designer toy that just fits 
the aesthetic of my shelf now that it's like super cool. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting really excited about, you know, like when I got the glow in the dark sket one. Yep. Quicks from Smile World when I got the drop, right? Or mm-hmm. I'm not gonna buy them all, like the ones that we showed today. Those three I'm not really that interested in, so it's an easy one for me not to sit out on it. And I find myself in designer toys partially financially because even if you have it, it's not responsible mm-hmm. to buy them all. <laughs> right. And and the way that they do the launches, it's just not possible. Yeah. To get them all. And so it makes it easy knowing that that's just part of it. You're not going to have every single thing. You're just mm-hmm. not. And and I'm okay with it. So it makes it easier for me to kind of pick and choose Tar- Target the ones that really speak to you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Look, I have certain connections and different toy lines that have become easier than others to get. And, and a lot of retailers and stuff like that that, you know, not that you get any favoritism, but you get kind of a heads up a little bit more. I don't know. There's little ends, right? I mean, there's... Little things over time, and much more so when I'm at the con, right? Than it is remotely, right? Remote is really hard for us, but at the con, it's just different. Um, but anyway, I, I definitely see myself more excited and going more to diversify my collection. I do kind of like the idea that I threw out there in the beginning of the show of like, well, maybe I'll do like, uh, you know, every month I'll just redo my shelves to a theme because I have so That's many things cool. like it's a good way of like getting things out maybe it doesn't have to be so packed in there because I'm not trying to show everything off it'd be more like a, I mean, like Christina said, a museum and there's another way of putting it but I mean I have because well, you can curate your shelves and have them rotate and right be, well, then you could even do like item. you could even do like uh, add props or something to it make it really festive for whatever it is yeah, yeah. you could do cool things right it could be mm-hmm. like okay the, this month is come see the I don't know <laughs> Mongolian exhibit right. at, at the Cooper. <laughs> at the Cooper. Wow. Cooper Sukata. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it is fun. Because I'm like, Robbie, I don't want to get rid of any of this stuff. Like, it's all Phil. And there's a, I'm not getting rid of a Ramble. I'm not getting rid of a Motu piece. I'm not getting rid of a... D- now, I may get rid of a lot of the other DC pops that have come out, like the newer ones, and just stick with maybe the original 20 or 18. Mm. You've been saying you were going to do that for like four years. (laughs) Yeah, I've been saying that for a long time. I've been known you. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, but that's that's kind of where I'm at, though. But I can tell you that that that, the whole thing with Funko had a big impact on me. Um, I guess it meant more to me than I thought. Yeah, it happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, makes sense. I can't wait. I can't wait to visit the Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Cooper. Let's call it the coop, like the Met. No, the coop. Except not near as exclusive. <laughs> for for me, I honestly can't tell you. I can tell you since the quarantine started, I've bought a lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't have bought before. So mm-hmm. as things start to go, well, when, if ever, things start to go back where they were, a lot of things I've been buying probably will naturally stop happening buying because I'll I just won't have interest in it. I, I just find myself being really bored. So I buy a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, you know, a few months ago when the sodas first came out, I could tell you, oh, I'm going for all these. But they've since changed the antics on that, I feel. And they're putting way too high in numbers. And they're releasing them way too quick. And some without chases. Some without chases. So it that drive I had when they first came out is kind of, because well, you were hoping for something manageable 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like dwarves were for a little bit, right? Yeah, exactly. You could just go get them all. Yeah. So, I mean, so far, there's a few just in the first wave I'm missing, but I have all the other ones. Um, but I think that's going to tell off just because of that. Funko, I think we'll still, I'll keep, still keep buying, but not yeah, I will yet. too. Yeah. I mean, Me I mean too. Yeah. 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 Not nearly like what I was. Not like we used to, though. That's my point. Like, even you, Robbie, like, I could tell. Like, there'd be a time, like, you and I would have been plotting for that Chase Batman. Yeah. Like, we yep. would have been talking about it, looking for release dates, talking to Seth. When are we going? Talking to store managers. <laughs> yep. Exactly. When is it going to drop? Oh, it's in California. Okay, that means we got to try every day. That's what we would have done. Mm-hmm. Not, not at all. We didn't have a peep about it. Yep. You got lucky because Eva decided to stay in the line that she saw. Eva's the best. otherwise i was already planning on you know watching it on ebay and waiting for it to drop yeah like i did for a lot of the san diego stuff Mm -hmm. but like christina too i that leaked list for new york not anything on there that i that i'm even remotely interested in there's three things on there for me four four things (laughs) yeah i I know those things (laughs) nine ten Uh, no 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 just three (laughs) i think what i can say will remain I mean, I'm invested in and really enjoy still. I mentioned earlier is BIM toy stuff. Yeah. Tiny guns. Yeah, for sure. Um, and not just, you know, read stuff, but chasing stuff. I yeah. really, yeah. The barely stuff I'm really, really enjoying. Um, but other than that, it really is a crapshoot. Dancer toys in their um, skeleton rambles. I'm really, I'm really liking. But I don't know how much longer that will you know, how long that will keep going to. But, so yeah, I think the only thing for sure for me is the BIM toy. Everything else is kind of just up in the air. I think that's fair. Yeah, I do too. Nice, that's good. But what about your, what about the smell of the sodas, Robbie? That's what I'm concerned about. Are you, are you getting off of that high or what? Oh, no, no, that, that smell. <laughs> oh, wait. And I could tell you that one of these cabinets back here is all soda, and I open those doors and that smell. Comes out, so. <laughs> is, that, is that how you start the day? So, uh, Man, I'm falling asleep. Some people use coffee. I just open those doors. <laughs> That's why. I mean, I think you know it's funny how we all have very similar kind of where we are right now. I think we're all at the point where we bought a lot and we need to figure out how you. You can't buy them all. You can't. You really can't. And so at one point in time, we probably did buy them all. Mm-hmm. And the cons were a big deal. Now, I, I'm saying this because, uh, you know, again, I said earlier, there's always an event that kicks me off a habit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with cards, it was I moved and left my card collection behind for a while, so I didn't have it around. So I didn't know what I had. That, that kicked me off the football cards. With uh, Skylanders, it was the kids didn't like playing the games anymore. And Funko came around. Um, I stopped buying those. And with Funko, maybe it's the Deathly Cute event, or maybe it's the Funko event himself. I mean, the people that I cared about. I just felt really. I, it's I, know, the, I don't know. It's the, rest the of COVID, guys. no cons. Yeah, yeah the COVID, uh, no con. And the then depressing the, aspect of all that. And I'm still friends with everybody there, and of the course. Funko exile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I was. I, I think. I think it just. You know, I didn't realize it at first. I just think it took more of an emotional toll on me than I thought it would, and that's kind of. I didn't. It's nagging at me, and that's kind of what it is. Not to say that it can't be fixed, right? I mean, the next fun days can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like I don't like I'm not so far gone like I wouldn't try for fun days tickets. Let's not get crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or not that I wouldn't go to the Funko booth, or not that I'm not gonna, you know, I mean, look, I was in the Funko shop for other people this week, right? Um, right. still very okay. aware of it when I care. Collecting's a team sport. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, so anyway. So I think we're all kind of on the same page there. There is just so much stuff out there, and I just so encourage every, I just encourage everybody to kind of go learn about different things and find your love wherever it is. Whatever I guess at the end of the day, just buy what makes you happy and collect what makes you happy. And as long as it's making you happy, keep doing it. Yep. yep. And I I think one thing to note is you know you might have to miss on something you really like, but the I, what I've learned is the community and the creators are pretty supportive of everybody. Like they're not mm-hmm. like, well, screw you if you're not going to buy my product, I'm not going to be nice. Like okay, I get it. Those are cool. All right. Well, well. Yeah, they sold yeah, out. They, you know. Yeah, yeah, they sell out still. It's not like they. Yeah, that's true yeah. too. But, um, you know, no, I'm like, sure I, it might be different if you're like, oh man, I'm sorry, I didn't go. Well, I got ten of them. Right? Oh yeah, weird. Oh yeah. Right, right. No, no, no. <laughs> but right I'm, here, I'm just, Damien, you can have one. I'm like, oh yeah, wow, it's weird that I missed that. Uh, <laughs> we're just more talking about like the creators and their their views of each other. You know, no, like right, don't right, don't right. feel like you're disappointing them in a sense because they, right. they 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 would they're understanding and they're people. And you know they can always go back and get some later, but you know it's always nice. And they're all collectors too. I mean, Connor Connor was a big Funko collector. That's how we met him, and now he's selling his Looney Tunes proto collection, which was like the prize jewel, right? Because different things come up, right? Different Mm -hmm. things come up that are more important than that is. And these are just things. And if they're not bringing you the joy that the next thing is going to bring you, that's what you'll do. You'll reprioritize. That's Mm -hmm. why Robbie made a point of there's no such thing as a forever home, (laughs) because it is. Yeah, he hates the term, (laughs) right? so anyway i think i think we uh we got through what we wanted to go through there yep very interesting um i'm sure hey anybody listen to this please feel free to (coughs) tag us reply um what do you think are you in the same boat um are you all in on funko am i crazy am i you know you are yeah maybe (laughs) Uh, what do you relate to what we're saying or or not just check uh go kind of post about it you can get us on instagram at geek together pod or over on Twitter at geek underscore together. Uh, go leave a note. Let me let us know what you think about that. Um, in the meantime, don't forget this week um, on the live, this coming Saturday, if you're listening now, we will have Clutter Toys on, speaking of getting exposed to new toys, <laughs> who are the uh, creators of the Designer Toy Awards, the Five Points Festival. Um, they're the company behind CanBot and many others. They have a gallery in upstate New York. Um, anyway, they're 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 pretty big time in the scene of designer toys. I, I can't think mm-hmm. of any bigger. Um, I'm really excited about that. So make sure you uh, tune in on Saturday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time, on Twitch.tv/slash Geek Together, and we're we're looking forward to that conversation will be good. And we'll probably have a midweek Robbie sack because we don't want him to die over there. So we'll probably do some special. <laughs> Since there is a time of this too, but we want to maximize the time we talk to them because there's a, they bring a lot to the there's a lot of stuff to discover there. All right, guys. Well, very good. Until next week, we'll see you. We'll see you Saturday. Right. See you. Bye. 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 B